Welcome to the Architect of Change Show with your host, Connie Whitman of Whitman & Associates. Now, here's Connie. Hi, I'm Connie Whitman, your host, and you're listening to Architect of Change on webtalkradio.net. Thanks so much for joining me. My motivational quote today is by Robert Brault, and it says, Enjoy the little things. For one day, you may look back and realize they were the big things. One of my favorite words in this world is gratitude. So what does gratitude mean to you? I actually looked up the definition in Webster's uh, dictionary, and it says, this was the definition they came up with, the quality of being thankful, readiness to show appreciation for, and to return kindness. Having the feeling of gratitude, I think, really can change your life. It changes your vibration and your whole energy that goes out into the world. Do you feel gratitude or do you feel grateful every day? There's always something to be grateful for. Examples, that fresh cup of coffee in the morning to get you going. Or the sun beaming on your face as you drive to work, feeling that healthy, beautiful sunshine. Perhaps the great night's sleep you had and so on and so on. Are you grateful for these small things? I know I am. If you're unsure of what gratitude is or that it really can change your life, my guest today is T.J. Woodward. He's actually back for the second time, Yahoo, to share his ideas um, and really so many more based on his book, Conscious Being. T.J. is an author, speaker, addiction counselor, TV and radio show host. He has a new book, Conscious Being which is an insightful guide for rediscovering your essential nature and living an intentional and awakened life. Awakened life. TJ is going to help us figure out how powerful gratitude is and how easy it really is to be in a state of gratitude. I'm so excited to have uh, TJ on again, so please help me welcome my good buddy TJ. TJ, thanks so much for being on. Oh, thank you, Connie. It's such a delight to be back with you. I so loved our first time together and looking forward to today's conversation. I know. We really, I felt like we covered so much in that first show. Uh, if you guys want, you can certainly go back and listen. Uh, TJ just shared so many great insights, was inspiring, but also uh, shared some strategies, which we're also going to do uh, today. You know, and I put in my, my opening, uh, TJ, that this is one of my favorite topics, because here's the reality. It's so easy to be cynical of the world and, you know, the woe is me attitude. I mean, look at all the wars and all the nonsense that goes on around us it's it's kind of sad so surely that's an easy way to be but i think it's limited limiting and i think your book conscious being speaks to living an intentional and awakened life in, in just a great way so i loved the book i really do hope everybody puts it on their summer reading right that's a good uh, on the beach Yes, thank you, Connie, and I, I, I agree. I just love being in conversation about how gratitude changes our lives, and I think it's easy when we begin talking about gratitude to think that we have to be grateful for something, and I love the way you talked about it. It really is more a state of being or a way of being in the world, which is really different than being grateful for, although I think you know, making our gratitude list and finding things yeah. to be grateful for is powerful as well. We're really talking about a way of being in the world. And as you said, that energy then is how we show up in the world. It's what gets reflected back. My life took a dramatic change when I decided I made a, a fundamental decision that I was going to live from gratitude. And it is, it, it's, 
we all have choices. And to, to sit back and say, the woe's me, if I, had bad, if I didn't have bad luck, I'd have no luck. All of, we've all heard those little phrases. Um, it's really an attitude. So I agree. Decide to show up and, and be grateful in everything you do and who you are. So the book, uh, you know, it's been out there now. When did you actually uh, put it out to the world? Believe it or not, Connie, it's actually been a year. It came out wow. in March of 2015. So we, wow. we just passed our one-year mark. That went fast. So how is the book being received by the public? What, what's, um, what are some of the common threads of feedback you're getting? Oh, I'm just so grateful for the response. You know, one of the, the joys, this is my first book. I'm actually working on my second one. But being Yay. my first book, I actually didn't know, you know, what it was going to be like to put this out there. And, and I had a lot of different ideas of what might transpire. And the greatest gift I've received in publishing this book is hearing the individual stories of just one line, one bit of my experience, one concept from the book that people have applied and it's changing their lives. Um, I could tell you uh, one story for sure from a woman in South Texas that, that called me, and we had just such a beautiful conversation about how it's changed her life. That's been the most – talk about gratitude, you know, having gratitude and knowing that in some small or even large way that, you know, when we put this out into the world, it makes a difference in other people's lives. Yeah, isn't that the, isn't that the best gift that you could give? to the world. That's kind of kind of remarkable. So what you said that there are a couple of uh, stories and lessons. First, what are some of the lessons or strategies? Is there a common thread or just it seems all over the board with the different ideas you had in the book? And also, of course, share stories because I think that resonates with people. Yeah, I, you know, and in my book, that's what I attempt to do as well. I share some personal experience. I, I share a lot of stories. And then I also attempt to write about some pretty deep mystical and metaphysical spiritual concepts, but in a very, very simple way. That was my intention. So there's a lot of practical tools that are in the book that I think, you know, is something that people can apply. My intention for writing the book was like you and I are sitting down and having a conversation about these spiritual concepts. So that's, that's been my um, intention from day one. And, uh, you know, some of the stories that I've heard, um, I, I, what I'd love to share with you is this story of this woman that called me from South Texas. And, and she sent me an email and said, I read your book. It's changing my life. And I would love to, to talk with you. Wow. So we set up some time to talk. And, and she just shared with me that it was the first time for her that she really heard someone speaking about spirituality in a way that she really understood and got it at a very deep level. Yeah. And she just said, you know, the people that were in her small town in, in South Texas weren't really talking this language. You know, they had a particular idea of what God was about and spirituality. And although there was no, I certainly didn't feel any judgment from her coming from people's individual paths. It just wasn't hers. And so when she read my book, she recognized that there were other people out there that were on the same path, which is really much more about an inner journey than about looking for some God up there and out there somewhere. And, and, okay, can you share with us how did it change her life specifically? Was there, um, like, a tragedy or something that was kind of going on in her life that maybe wasn't so great? Well, you know, it, it's interesting because she, when we talk about 
part of what I write about in the book is like what leads to a spiritual awakening or a spiritual experience. And what I've come to understand is that there are a lot of different factors that might lead us to the moment where we have an opportunity to awaken. Um, that does sometimes come through difficulty. It does sometimes come through this yearning for a little bit more. In her case, what she shared with me was she was just feeling lost and disconnected and like she didn't have a community of people that really understood kind of where she was coming from. So reading the book, there was something that resonated with her, and I really relate to that. I remember the first time I stepped in, into a unity church, and then when I went to Centers for Spiritual Living, and I heard people talking, and I'm like, finally someone's talking my language. Like, I get it. Like, I could feel it in my body that I was resonating. And I think that was her experience. She just felt untethered and lost and didn't really have anyone to be in conversation with. And so for her... It was really reading the book and hearing someone else having a similar perspective or a similar life experience that really activated something in her that was a, really an exciting time for her of, of her awakening. And she had been going through this kind of lost period, but also a sense that, that it was pulling her, her toward something deeper and toward her own awakening. And I think my book, in just some small way, was part of that. You know, as things go, when we're ready, right, you know, when we get ready for these experiences, all of a sudden, we're reading all kinds of books and hearing all kinds of TV shows and everything that's like, wow, everyone seems to be talking about this. So I think that was true for her. Like she, she was waking up to this new reality, and my book just came into her consciousness at just the right moment. How did she find your book? That's interesting. You know, Connie, I thought you might ask that, and I forgot to ask her that, and I've never circled back and found out how she, how she found my book. Of course, you know, it's probably a smart thing for me to know, but I just trusted that it came to her somehow in, in just the right moment. Sure, and uh, well, obviously it did. And, and the other thing, too, because I know that you have a Facebook following, and I know that, um, you know, people can write in their experiences about the book, etc. Did did she connect with the other people? Again, just online. I mean, not that she had to have a big conversation, but just that feeling of I'm not alone, maybe? Yeah, that's one of the things we talked about that was so great, um, recognizing how blessed we are in the 21st century to yeah. have the technology we do. I mean, you know, all these radio shows and podcasts and TV shows and YouTube videos, you know, once we open up to something, suddenly it's everywhere, as I said before. So I know that she's connected with our spiritual community, Awakened Living, uh, virtually, and she watches us live stream on Sunday mornings. And so there, there's, there's a way to connect now. Um, technology can be a really powerful tool toward awakening because there's so much shared experience now all over the world. It's an exciting time. I, for me, it's a very exciting time to be alive and in this conversation. Uh, isn't that the truth? Because I think the whole world is having an awakening, clearly or, or, or certainly at different paces. Um, but I have a friend, and, and I think you um, interviewed her on your show. I, I might be wrong, but Stephanie Banks up in BC, Canada, she had the horrific uh, biking accident and had this awakening where she started journaling from guides, right, and from the other side. And she truly thought, she was like, all right, I'm losing my mind because she really wasn't spiritually connected before. So it literally slammed her in the face. It found her whether she was ready for it or not. But her story is, you know, awe-inspiring as well because I think when you're ready, you're ready. And I'm glad this book showed up for this woman. Are you surprised by 
the reactions of what people are writing into you? Because I'm sure it's from all around the world. Again, because of this technology, uh, we're not alone anymore. We're really open to everything. You know, Connie, I'm actually not surprised, and the reason I say I'm not surprised is I know, as you said, there's this great awakening that's happening on the planet. Yeah. You know, I'm one voice of so many, and that's the part that's so exciting. You know, I love that, for example, there's a chapter in my book called Conscious Evolution where I write about four levels of conscious awareness, and this came to me through my own experience, recognizing that I evolved through these different levels or stages of awareness. Mm-hmm. Come to find out that Michael Beckwith in his book Life Vision lays out almost the identical four stages. And this is what is exciting about consciousness. So I'm not surprised at all because my book, uh, you know, like so many, is writing about this next wave, this, this uh, movement into this new paradigm of people really waking up. And we're, we're all picking it up, collective consciousness. Of course, as we said, you know, technology is contributing to that. So uh, in a way, you know, I'm personally really, I would say I'm grateful for the response and also not surprised because I just know that so many of us are so hungry for this conversation. And it's funny because, you know, I'm in corporate America. I do the sales, service, training, presentation, skills, coaching, all that kind of stuff. So I'm in corporate. My clients are all corporate. And it's interesting because I always talk about the client experience because I don't care bottom line for people to continue to buy from you um, or to come back for more product services whatever your company's offering they, they have to resonate with you the person because out there sales for me is personal right it's, it's all about that connection that relationship we built so one of the things I talk about is how can we really be present for the customer, really listen, be engaged, and share this positive energy that it's all about them? My, my job is to sit and listen to you so I really understand who you are so I can make the best recommendation, again, for whatever the product or service is for the person or company. And when I talk about that energy, I say, you know, if you have a positive energy and you put that out in the world, you know, what comes back to you? Positive, right? And if you put garbage out in the world, what comes back to you? Garbage. And what happens inevitably, I do maybe five, ten minutes on this, where I I talk about if you have a positive outlook or that you think you can do something. I don't know how, but I'm going to figure that out, that kind of vibe. Um, Anything's possible. So during lunch, uh, I give a half hour for lunch. My classes, we work very hard. There's no fooling. We have a good time, but we work hard. And people will come back, bring their lunches from the fridge or whatever, the cafeteria, and they'll say, uh, do you mind if we hang with you? And I'm like, no, why? And they go, can we talk more about, like, the universe and the energy? And I'm like, yeah, now I'm in a corporate environment. And I'm like, sure, I'd love to talk about that. And then what books have you read? And, you know, I share podcasts I listen to. I've recommended your book to several people. One of my favorites is Wayne Dyer. I recommend his books to people. So it's interesting that I feel like I have a foot in two worlds. It's, and people approach me to talk about that whole spiritual realm, even though we're in this corporate environment. So I agree. I think the world is awakening. But TJ, I think people need it and are ready for it and are looking for those answers of there's got to be more than waking up, going to work, coming home, going to sleep, getting up, going to work, you know, and, and repeat, repeat. There's got to be more to it. And there is. You know, I, I do believe there is. 
Yeah, without a doubt. I think, you know, that's what we're seeing. I see that too. Like there's, there's courage now, if, if that's the right word to talk yeah. about this in a corporate setting, because we're all so hungry for it. I mean, what, what we all are looking for, whether we use these words or not, is love and connection. And we spend so many of our hours, so much of our time in our jobs, and we have moved. That's part of the evolution too. People are looking for jobs now that fulfill a deeper purpose, that there is an opportunity to connect, to make a sure. difference in the world. So I'm not surprised at all. I just I love that that's happening. And, um, of course, you're the perfect person to bring it. You're so cute. It was cute. I had one, I had one woman um, in the class, and I always share with them my website, go listen to the radio show, their archives. I have some cool, cool ones, you know, in there, blah, blah, blah. And one young lady, she sent me a beautiful email, and she said, first, the class was more than just sales. I felt just life-changing and inspired. So I have to tell you, I am humbled by that every time someone says that to me, because there's a lot to sales. It's not just slam bam, thank you, ma'am, right? I'm on more than that. So when she got that, that was kind of cool. But the other thing, she started listening to this show and she said, oh my God, like your guests, it's like they're talking directly to me. So that humbled me. It made me feel so great that, you know, I'm picking the right people um, that, that people are really hungry for this topic. So I, I love having folks on like you who you know, we function in the real world, and yet there's this other side, and I don't think it's two pieces of the puzzle. I think we're one, and I think that that freedom to speak, courage, your word courage, I don't know if it's courage. I don't think I'm courageous. I think I speak the truth. Maybe that's my perspective. Let's take a really quick break, and I know I hate taking breaks, but I'll take a quick break. <laughs> we have too much to talk about. And then when we come back, I'd really like to share some of the lessons and strategies that have been, meant the most, I think, to you. That was great, the story about the woman in Texas. I'd like to hear what has resonated or the most inspiring for you, and I think that will help people too. All right, so a quick break, and then we'll talk about that. A speaker has little value to an audience unless you, the listener, is motivated and empowered to change. Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates is a renowned speaker and is an architect of change. Consultations, training, seminars, and speaking engagements are the venues where she affects change. Whether your responsibilities include customer service, sales, marketing, training, executive management, or ownership, and you are seeking change in your organization, then you need to hire Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates. Connie doesn't just fill your ears with rhetoric. She speaks to the heart and success of your business. So next time you need to hire a speaker, don't hire someone that just talks. Hire an architect of change, Connie Whitman. Just ask for Connie by calling 732-888-1420. That's 732-888-1420. Or email Connie at WhitmanAssociates.com. We are back, and we are speaking with T.J. Woodward, and we're talking about his, his very cool book. I do recommend it for summer reading, uh, Conscious Being. I, I don't know, uh, T.J., for me, being on the beach, you know, feet in the sand, ocean sounds, and reading your book, holy smokes, that's the trifecta. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah totally. Summer afternoon, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, so what are the lessons that have meant the most to you? Well, you know, I think when, when I think about my book and what I intended, it's really twofold. One is to recognize that we do create what we call reality, and we can talk more about that, based on our level of conscious awareness. And also, the subtitle to my book is Awakening to Your True Nature. 
it's my experience, uh, my early experience in spirituality was I was striving and clinging, I was searching, and I recognized at some point that this is really about returning to the essential state of who and what we are. So those are kind of the two uh, basic intentions for the book. So we could talk about some of the practices that will help us with either one of those, if you would like. I would. I, I like the idea of uh, us creating our reality. I think that is, yeah, share, share some strategies, because I think that we think reality is handed to us, and that's not true. We create our reality. So I, I would love strategies. I think people will resonate with that. Yes, thank you. And, and, and the way I say it, I think simply said is life is not what happens to us. It's how we react or respond or relate to world at very least that creates what we call reality. Uh, I mentioned the chapter in my book, The Four Levels of Conscious Awareness. I think being able to really read those conscious levels and it helps someone to see I, I invite certain questions and, and some framework to help recognize kind of where we're at at these different levels. Um, you know, level one is martyr consciousness, victim consciousness, and that is the world happens to me. So, you know, one of the tools that I offer to assist with the, the evolution of consciousness or raising our conscious awareness is a practice I call living in the question. Uh, you know, our mind, we are trained from a very, very early age that we are supposed to find the quote-unquote right answers. Yeah. And we are trained, you know, that there's a right answer, there's a wrong answer, there's good, there's bad, there's up and down, and that our, our, our role, our goal is to always have the answer. Well, the thing about having all the answers is we can't grow in consciousness as long as we continue to do things in the same way. So the one practice I use for expanding our conscious awareness is something that I call living in the question. Uh, it's a practice. I, I give very specific details in the book of how we do that, but it's an, a way that we can expand our conscious awareness from our mind's logical perspective the way we've always done it so that we can open up and raise our awareness to something greater. That makes sense. What is, can you give an example of a question that you use? Yeah, absolutely. So the invitation is that we use open-ended questions, which means they can't be answered in yes and no, and that we don't start with why. And I, I explain in detail in my book about why we don't use why. Uh, so some of the questions might be what else is possible? What else is there for me to see? How might I see this differently? Where did I first get this idea? I love that question. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll be, you know, maybe upset about something. You know, it's a really big opportunity right now with the presidential election. You know, I yeah. sometimes feel myself getting pulled in, and I might ask the question, where did I first start believing this? Where did I get this idea? That's a question that can be really powerful. And the process isn't about looking for the answer. It's about exploring and living in that question for a period of time and allowing ourselves to open up to greater possibilities. It, it almost sounds like after you ask the question to kind of be with yourself to really think about that moment or where it came from or why it came into your life, whatever, whatever it is. Is that, am I understanding that correctly? Absolutely. So okay. one of the practices that I offer in my book, you can do it with a partner or you can do it in the mirror, but you set your clock or timer for about three minutes 
You might start with two, and eventually we want to get up to about five minutes, but we ask the question repeatedly. So if the question is, what else is possible, we might ask our partner, what else is possible, whatever answer comes to mind, and then simply repeat that same question, what else is possible? And what happens is it allows answers to come from a deeper place, from a deeper level of consciousness than just what our, our mind quickly, how our mind quickly answers. So that's uh, one practice that you can do, and as you do it repeatedly over and over again, you might find that the answers seem to come from a deeper place. And usually, uh, okay, so if, let's say I do this with my husband, if there's a dilemma going on in my household, you know, a dilemma with work or, or whatever, something that's bothering, let's say, my husband, and we do this exercise. Notice how I put it on my husband, not me. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so we, poor guy, poor guy. But we do this, and does sometimes what happens with this exercise, the answer almost comes to you without even realizing it? Yeah, I think that's the, the idea is to recognize that it can come, it's, it's, it comes from a seemingly deeper place than our mind. Now, you mm -hmm. know, it might be coming from just different parts of our mind, but when we jump into our first assumption about something, it's limited, right? So sure. we recognize that we have an answer, and then we, we simply invite ourselves to continue to be in that question, to live in that question for those few minutes and just see where the answers come from. And it's funny because, you know, I laughed when you said, start with two, three, and then get up to the five minutes. Because doing an exercise like this, two minutes, it's like an eternity. And then pushing it to the three minutes and then ultimately to the five minutes, which think about it, five minutes isn't a huge duration of time. But when you're doing an exercise that's not comfortable or that you've never done before, I like that recommendation of starting with the two. Because I think that could be very overwhelming. And I think people then just say, oh, I'm not doing this. It's stupid, you know. That was right. uh, number one was we're running out of time. But the number one was the martyr victim mentality. Can you talk about one other level of conscious awareness? Oh, absolutely. So I, I, I give them all, um, I have them all start with M so that we can remember. So it's martyr level of consciousness. And then we move into what I call magical thinking. So we move from the world happens to me to I make things happen. This is where we start using affirmations. We realize that the power of our thinking is causative, that our attitude does affect our reality. And then the next two levels I call metaphysical, which is things happen through me. This is the place where I start to, to know that I'm a channel for something greater, that it's not just about the individual me. And then ultimately we land in mystical consciousness, which is where we recognize that life happens as me. No separation at all. This is where we rest in oneness and recognize that on some level, on this level, nothing really needs to happen. It's just that we relate to the world in a very different way. You know, it's funny that the third one, um, metaphysical, happens through me. I've been through um, a friend of mine. She does sound healing with crystal bowls. And I don't know if you've ever experienced that. It's very beautiful, actually. And she just yeah. takes you through this, like, little hypnosis. It's not even hypnosis. It's just this very, very uh, tranquil meditation with the bolt. And, you know, she takes you and she says, you know, you'll get a message and all of this. And every time I've done that with her, the message is always, I, I am here, right, that my mission, my purpose 
is to really change the world, but, because that's a very big undertaking, but to change the world one person at a time, to be able to help someone, you know, work through whatever it is, you know, getting to the next level at work or um, finding the new job or whatever it is, you know, even on the spiritual side. So I like that that happened through me. I don't know if that's what you're talking about, but I think that we are so, all of us are so very much connected that the vibration and frequencies and all of that are happening all the time that once we're aware of that, I think you embrace it a little more. Again, I don't know yeah. if that's what you were talking about, but that's, you know, that's what I heard. So, Absolutely. And that's where we do recognize that we're all interconnected and that we're part of this greater energy, this greater, you know, experience of life that we're connected to spirit. We're not separate from each other or from that, that spirit we allow ourselves to be a channel for that to flow through us at that level. And, and I just want to share another funny, I knew we were doing the show today, and so I was thinking about you and, of course, my state of gratitude. It's a beautiful day here in New Jersey today, and I was coming back from yoga early this morning, and um, I have a convertible, so it was a perfect day in New Jersey to put the top down. And as I was driving on my road, which happens to be a county road in town, I thought, oh, gosh, I think I'm a pretty good manifester. Never had this thought before, TJ, so it was kind of weird. Um, as a little girl, I grew up in the same town, and whenever I drove on this road, I felt like I belonged there. It's, it's windy and hilly and tree-lined, and it's just a very, very beautiful road. And I, I always thought as a kid, I wish we lived on this road. I really would love to live on this road. I now live on that road. haven't thought of this in years. I've wanted a convertible, convertible since I got my license at age 17. I'm now 54. And three years ago, my husband, I needed a new car, and, and my husband's like, you know what, you've always wanted the convertible. The kids are big. We don't need the back seat with hockey equipment and all that. And we bought the convertible, and I've always wanted that. And I thought, wow, that's another thing I've manifested. So, again, timing had to be right with the kids and all of that. But your that step two, I'm thinking, the magical thinking, we have so much power that we don't even realize. We don't even realize. And we yield it or, or, or wield it every day. And I, I don't think we even realize that we're doing it. So if you have negative thoughts, that's, that's really what you're yielding and bringing into your life. And when you're thinking these magical, beautiful things, that you're bringing them into your life. So I love number two, too, the magical thinking. I just love that word, magical. Yes, thank you. And that's right. I mean, we do have so much power, which is very different than force. Yeah. Most of us have been taught that we're not supposed to tap into that for some reason. So a lot, I think the spiritual journey is really about unlearning the ideas that have been taught to us that keep us limited and keep us trapped in a, in a very limited way of seeing the world and being in the world. Yeah. Unlearn and relearn, right? It's, it's uh, really true. We have about a minute left. If you had to give one quick recommendation, um, first of all, you just gave a ton of information, but one quick recommendation, what would it be? It's to simply know that you are love, you are light. There is nothing to strive for, nothing to cling for, but to simply rest in a greater reality that that's the, who you came into this world being is absolute connection and oneness with love. And this is about returning to that state of awe and wonder. Awe and wonder. I love it. And, and we are perfect as we are. We're always, I mean, everybody should try to become their better selves. Learn so, I believe you learn something new every day. It's important to keep us 
fresh and, and relevant, right, in the world that, that's happening around us. Example, the technology. Can you imagine if you'd ever tapped into the technology, how limiting your book would have, be, would have become? Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah that, so that, and that's it. And we are uh, simultaneously perfect the way we are, and that does not mean that we don't want to grow and evolve, but it's true that we are perfect. We are, and I, I always say that we're perfect just the way we are. All of our flaws is what makes us so beautiful. <laughs> and really, we don't, we don't have any flaws. Our, our perceived flaws, you know, I'm too tall, I'm too short, I don't like my hair, I have pimples, you know, whatever it is for you that we, um, we lament about in life. Uh, TJ, thank you, thank you, thank you. I really do hope everybody uh, buys the book Conscious Living. I think it's, um, I'm sorry, Conscious Being. It's a brilliant book, and it's funny because I can't believe that it's been out that long and that you and I haven't connected in, in really a few months. I am going to reread the book during the summer with my feet in the sand because it just sounded too perfect to me. I have to take advantage of that. <laughs> Oh, thank you, Connie, and thank you for the wonderful work you're doing in the world. I love it, and I, it's how I roll, man. It's just how I roll. Uh, I wanted to share everybody, too. Go to TJ's website. It's www.tjwoodward, so it's T-J-W-O-O-D-W-A-R-D.com, and they can find the book there and everything, right, if they're interested? They sure can. Everything's right there at tjwoodward.com. Yeah, and they could join your, um, uh, not your congregation, that's not the right word, but they could join your community and chat and all those kinds of things if they're looking for even a bigger connection. Absolutely. And you guys, you know where to find me, Connie at WhitmanAssos.com. Whether you're having a business issue, you want to talk about uh, with me with coaching, you want to share a really cool story, um, or even you want to be a guest on the show that you've been an architect of change in your life, please email me at Connie at WhitmanAssos.com or go to my website for all of the past shows. They're, they're archived there at WhitmanAssos.com. So you have all that information as well. Uh, TJ, thank you so much again uh, for being on and taking time out of your busy day. And I, I, when is the new book coming out, by the way? Sometime next year, and it's going to be using the principles and tools from Conscious Being and relating it to the world of addiction and recovery. Love it. That's awesome. Um, keep me posted because, uh, you know, we should have you on to talk about that as well. Um, so thank you again for just an inspiring show, and I love all the tips you gave uh, to help everybody out as well. I hope you will all join me weekly as we question, build, and discover together how to grow and challenge ourselves so we all embrace change and realize that it's probably easier than we oftentimes think. Thanks again for joining me. You've been listening to Architect of Change with me, your host, Connie Whitman, on webtalkradio.net. Thank you so much. I wish everyone a beautiful and inspired week. Been listening to The Architect of Change with your host Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates. Thank you for tuning in. We're glad you were here. Time.